What's up, Freedom Fellowship? Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. I, I know it's uh, I know it's uh, uh, an interesting time for you, a great time for you. You got a new location. Okay, that's good. You can you can clap for that. Some of you are like, praise God, we are in a permanent location. Can I get a witness this morning? You got a new pastor coming in, so you can clap for that too. That way, in case he hears any, if he hears this message this morning, he'll know that you love him already. Um, so that's good. Um, a lot of things happening, right? A lot of stuff going on here. And I'm, I'm honored and humbled uh, to have the privilege to kind of uh, share with you this morning uh, the last, maybe the last time that you'll have a guest speaker for a while. Um, so I was sharing, talking to somebody earlier, and I said, man, I could just say whatever I want and then kick me out and I don't ever have to come back again. That's all right. Um, but I'll do my best this morning to uh, try to try to share with you and communicate with you um, God's word and what he wants for your life um, to communicate with us together. I, I know this is kind of a, a monologue of sorts where a guy stands up here and uh, gets a little carried away. Occasionally, maybe if I get a little too loud, just forgive me. Um, but. But I, I want it not just to be me standing here talking to you, but also you experiencing a, a, a dialogue of sorts between you and God, where, where it's him communicating his word to you and you responding back to him. See, preaching is a person saying something to you, but... But preaching is more than that. It's a response where you have the opportunity to hear God's word and then do according to what God leads you to do according to his word. So so I hope this morning we can do that. I hope that you'll join with me. So if you ever feel like saying amen, if you feel like saying that's good or preach or anything like that, you're more than welcome. I don't know what y'all normally do here, but I, I, I'm just telling you, you got... I got the microphone, and I can tell you, you can do whatever you want. So it's good good for me to um, be able to be with you. I, I, I did want to share with you, um, just by way of introduction, so that you know who in the world this guy is up here. Uh, my name is Jody, and uh, I do have uh, one wife and five children. Don't get that mixed up. That would be really bad. Um, but I, I do have five kids. And um, we, I work at North Greenville University, direct the Baptist Student Union there. So mobilizing students to do um, God's work while they're at school, while they're learning about God, they're also serving God. And um, because you don't have to wait till you get out of college to start serving God. The same way would be true for all of you. You don't have to wait till a particular time in your life to begin serving God. You can do that at any time. And today's a very appropriate day for you to step into a role here at this church and to begin serving him now. Don't wait till tomorrow or later down the road. You start serving now. So I have the honor and privilege to do that. I also have the opportunity to lead a ministry called Macedonian Call Ministries. And we have partnerships in Cuba and in Uganda. We uh, have a children's home there. Uh, just a great opportunity for me to be able to see what God's doing around the world. But you know, the reality is uh, that no matter where you live, no matter what you do, uh, there are distractions in our life that come, that, that seem to um, get us away from what God has for our life. So we're pursuing Jesus Christ, and yet distractions 
seem to come our way very often. I mean, have you ever you ever been distracted? I mean, I, I think we could all raise our hand this morning, raise both hands, raise every uh, our feet and everything else to say, man, I, I, I've lived a distracted life at times where, where you have stuff going on, where you you are aiming at doing something and yet distractions come your way. Uh, maybe you can identify even this morning uh, like my life so very often having five children uh, you were distracted on the way to church like you you wanted to get ready and you wanted to get here maybe even early but somehow you find yourself distracted by all the activities that are going on in your home uh, I, I know you guys are are very religious and good people in this room but but I'm telling you around my house uh, we got some distractions going on. So we wake up, we go, hey kids, it's time to get up and get ready for church. And uh, next thing you know, uh, one of my children has uh, hit another children with an object with blunt force, and they're screaming, and there's no blood this morning, so we were good. But but there was distractions. Um, we, we sit down at the breakfast table, and um, our table's too small, and our kids are too many, and we're just... Uh, uh, you know, hanging out, and, and, and all of a sudden, one touches the other. I mean, just touches. And there's distractions. We, we get in a minivan, and man, we drive a minivan. That's the biggest we can get. And yet, there's, hey, he's over the line. He, he, he's a, there's distractions that take place. So we, we start out saying, God, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be an amazing day where we have the opportunity to worship God together and, and yet, we we end up where we're looking at each other, and I will cut you if you don't stop doing that. So so we have distractions, right? We have distractions. I mean, they're everywhere. Distractions are are everywhere. They're kids. They're in our job. They're in the things that you um, that your kids are involved in. They're in in your um, just daily activities. Distractions are everywhere. Have you ever seen the movie, um, the movie Up? I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but 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 maybe you can identify, maybe like the movie Up. You remember that guy? Let's let's see this right here. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel. D- distracted, ha- having your mind set on one thing, having a conversation about one thing. God, I want to know you. God, I want my life to matter for you, but 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 then there's this distraction. And they come in all shapes and sizes. They come in a variety of ways in each of our lives. Distractions. Distractions. I, I want this morning for us to take just a moment. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 12. And, and I want to take just a little bit of time, and I'll talk fast and you guys listen fast, and then we'll have a, a few worship songs at the end where we can just express our worship back to Christ. But, but I want to take just these few moments, and I want to talk about developing a plan or developing a, a, a way that we can fight against the distractions, a way that we can reduce or eliminate the distractions that keep us from 
Here it is, the end game of knowing Christ, the end game of having His honor and His glory be revealed through our daily activities. How can we eliminate, reduce, or move forward from developing a plan of how we can do that with our distractions? Let me read Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, make a few comments here, and we'll move forward. Starting in verse number 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, in Hebrews chapter 11, just previous to these verses, by the way, um, I I know that you all are aware of this, but when you read the Bible, uh, it didn't didn't come originally when it was written. Hebrews was actually a letter written to a group of people, followers of Christ who were pursuing him. It, It didn't come with chapters and verses, but rather it was just one continual thought. It was a letter of sorts. And so in chapter 11, I've got to give you a little background here because, because in chapter 11, the author is writing and he describes a group of people, individuals, who lived their life on purpose for God and were able somehow, some way, to, to somehow, in the midst of, there was persecution that he speaks about, there were pressures that were coming, there were a lot of distractions, but somehow, some way, they were able to Reduce, eliminate those so that their life was lived on purpose for God. And so he he writes about those people. It's an inspiring chapter. If you have the opportunity, you can go back and read that today and just think about how faith being the the foundation of how we live our lives, but faith leading us how we can live and be on purpose for God. But then in chapter 12, it comes and he says, hey, therefore, because of all that We've just read about these different individuals. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we have their example. Let us throw off, and he starts describing some things. In other words, let us reduce or eliminate the distractions and let us live like those people. In fact, not just those people, but let us, he gives us the primary example. Let us live our lives like Christ. In such a way that no matter what was happening, he kept his life focused on what mattered the most. Distractions are all around us. Distractions are so common. But we've got to develop a a plan. We've got to develop a way. We've, We've got to move forward in our faith so that we can see Christ for who he is. Now, the author says in um, verse number one, he says, let us throw off everything that hinders. Let us throw off everything that hinders. See, there are distractions. There's kind of a a twofold type of distraction that that I want to highlight this morning that, that comes our way. Number one, there are things that hinder you or things that slow you down in your faith. 
things that may not necessarily be bad. In fact, they could be good. But whenever you take a good thing and make it a God thing, it becomes a bad thing. Things like um, things like your children's activities. There's sports that they're involved in. Students, if you're in this room this morning, things that, that, are, that are good things you want to be involved in, but they may prevent you from following and pursuing Christ to the full. Uh, things like uh, relationships. Things um, that are maybe even, uh, I have a, a visual for you this morning. Um, th- things like your, like your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's how we live our lives so many times. Y'all, y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy, but, th- but this, is, this is the way we live our lives. And see, what just happened is I just walked past a whole bunch of people without ever seeing them. I was distracted by what was going on here. It's, it's so remarkable to me how, how we will allow certain things to distract us from what's best. I sit down at the dinner table with my family. And instead of engaging in conversations, I find myself writing that email, checking that social media, instead of doing what God's called me to do in leading my family distractions. They're they're everywhere. And these things, you need to hear it this morning, these things are not bad. I'm grateful that if I get broken down on the side of the road, I have a phone that I can pick up and call and go, hey, I need some help. Aren't you, th- aren't you thankful? I mean, you remember the days of bag phones? You remember those? Like, y'all don't remember bag phones? Man, I, like, like you remember, and it was like $900 per minute. I'm grateful now we don't, we don't have to deal with that. I'm thankful, but, but sometimes those things can overwhelm. I'm thankful that I can have relationships with people. That, that I can that I can have friends and I can but but sometimes I, I can get distracted by the relationship and, and, and I can get distracted away from hey I need to know Christ I need to pursue him and yet these people are pulling me away from that and leading me away from God rather than pushing me toward him I'm thankful but there are some stuff there are some things there are some people there are some that distract us. They're, they're not bad. But they do hinder me. Or they do slow me down. They slow you down in your faith. And, and you've got to develop a plan that says, hey, and you've got to identify what are some of those things that maybe hinder me. That slow me down and keep me from running the race that God has for me. But, but he says, not only... Not only everything that hinders, but he says, and the sin that so easily entangles us. That there are some things that don't just hinder you or slow you down, but there are some things that entangle you or stop you from moving forward. The sins in our life. And the reality this morning, as we sit in here, in our nice comfy chairs, and want to pretend like everything's okay, 
there's some there's some sin in our life very many times that that entangles us. Sins that maybe nobody knows about this morning, but you're sitting here and you've kept it a secret for a long, long time. And it is grabbing a hold of you in such a way that although outwardly it looks like everything's great and everything's fine, outwardly it seems to be like you're moving forward, but you know that your life is stagnant and you are stuck in this place where the sin has entangled you, it's caught you, and your faith is no longer dynamic and moving, but it's hindered, it is entangled by the sin. Things that may seem really simple, but yet they've somehow trapped you. That you thought you could handle, but now you find yourself in a place where you keep going back to it. Addictions. Addictions of all kinds. Whether it be drug abuse, prescription medication, pornography, you name it. There's all kinds of addictions that, that are probably present in this room. Sins that have entangled us. Sins that are... Maybe not the big ones that I just mentioned. You're like, man, I'm off the hook. I'm not doing any of that anymore. God set me free from it. But but maybe now it's just the, maybe it's the sin of continual ongoing gossip and just continual ongoing negativity. You, You find yourself, you're talking about the changes at the church and maybe you're negative toward that and why do we got to do it that way or why do we have to, or maybe it's with your spouse and you just can't find any common ground and it's, you just keep you just keep letting your emotions and you let your experience guide you rather than the truth of God's word and it just keeps entangling you to where your faith can't move forward. Faith can't move forward. Maybe, um, Maybe I can illustrate it. I need to do this quick. Uh, I, I need. Can I get one of you guys? Can I? Can I get a volunteer? One of you guys on the front row? Can y'all? Can y'all help me? Come on, man. You can come help me. That's good. What's your name? Dylan. Great, Dylan. Can I get another volunteer? Okay, good. You just stood up. What's your name? Dylan and Jacob. Everybody say what up, Dylan and Jacob. All right, good. Um, you guys volunteer. You didn't even know what you're volunteering for. That's great. Um, do you, do you have your wallets? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, uh, Dylan, Dylan, Jacob, Jacob, Dylan, Dylan, Jacob. Okay. Um, Dylan, uh, I want you to represent, um, a Christian, a good, strong Christian person. Okay. So I want you to stand right here. Come right here. Face this way. You're looking good. Um, Jacob, Jacob. I I want you to represent, come here, come here. I want you to represent um, the things that weigh Dylan down, okay? Whatever they may be. That's good. That's really good. But can you go even further? Can can you give him a piggyback ride? Can you give him a piggyback ride? Can you handle it? You guys want to change around? Okay. You are a bad Christian. All right. Now you're a good Christian. All right. Hop on it. Hop on his back. Let's go. Piggyback ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so there's some stuff that weighs us down. And um, at first, 
it's not so bad. And, but, but the longer we stand here, in fact, let's just step away and watch you guys for a minute. This is real good. The longer, the longer you, you live in these good things that become God things that then become bad things, the longer you live, the, the more weightier they seem to become. And so they, yes, they do. The legs are good, begin shaking, and, and, and it prevents you um, from moving. In fact, can you go ahead, can you just make a, a, a loop? Can you make a loop? That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, so he moves forward. <laughs> he, who knew that today you would see people just riding piggyback in the service? But, but moving forward, that's good. Coming, squeezing through, awesome. Just take his knee out so that he... So that's good. Stand right there. That's good. So you getting a little tired? Yeah, yeah. So there's some, there's some, there's some weight. We're going to get to the good part here in just a minute. So um, there's some things that weigh us down. Don't fall forward. Um, there's some things that weigh us down and some stuff in your life that just continues to, to slow you down. I mean, it's very not, not the easiest thing for him to make a loop around this morning. And, and so it's weighing him down. Uh, can I get one more? Can I get two? Can I get two more? All right, come on, come on. Good. Whoa, man. Okay, so. All right, instead instead of you guys, though, I'm not I'm not going to do it to you. Will you just will you just kind of kneel beside him and hold hold on to his leg, like not in a weird creepy way, just like just like yeah, like right here, right here. That's that's good. There you go. Wrap your arms around. That's good. All right. Um. Hey. Okay. Now I want you I want you to I want you to go ahead and make a make a loop again. You ready? Come on. What, what's wrong with you, man? Come on. So, so you can't move, right? You can't, you can't move? Okay, so there's no, no momentum. You guys are doing great. So there's, you guys are really good sin. Um, so, like, so like the sin that so easily entangles. Now, now here we go. So the verse says, keep, keep there, but the verse says right after it, in, in verse number one, it says, or verse number, yeah, verse number one, it says, let us throw off. Throw those guys off. Throw them off. There you go. Let go. Let go. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, let us throw off the sin and the things that weigh us down. Let us throw them off. It's like the new Taylor Swift song. Throw it off. Throw it off. Throw it off. Throw it off. Okay, that's terrible. All right, so, um, but you throw it off. All right, go. You guys can have your seat. Ready, way to go. Way to go. So you throw it off. Give them a big round of applause, by the way. Let us throw off everything, everything, all-inclusive, not some, but let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us, here it is, run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us eliminate the distractions and run in such a way that we see the clearly marked direction for our lives. The, the author is writing and he's giving an illustration, a very clear, clear illustration about running a race. He's, he's alluding back to, at the, at the particular time, somewhat of a race that they would run where, where they would throw off things. They wouldn't allow um, things to hold on to them. Their, their clothing, like today, if you watch a track race, man, they are in virtually no clothes. I mean, they're... they're, they're because they want because they want to run in an unhindered way 
And so the, the author is writing and saying, this is what you need. You've got to eliminate the distractions from your life. Now, listen, I know that there are some distractions that you cannot eliminate. I have five kids, can't eliminate any of those. I, I, I know that there are some distractions, but, but what I can do is I can take the things that I'm allowing into my life, that I'm choosing, and, and I, can, I can do something with those. I, I, I can throw those off. I can, the responses that I have to the children that I have, I can do something about that. I can throw off the wrong responses and embrace the godly response. I, I, can, I can throw off the, the frustration that I feel at work at times and the negativity that I want to just spew out, but I can embrace, those. I can leave those distractions and instead respond the way that God wants me to. Let us, this morning, let us throw it off. Throw it off. But, but watch, and I need to go really fast because I know we need to wrap it down. How then, if that's the case, how do we do this? Well, I think the author gives us some really clear instructions that I love. Verse number two says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. If you're taking notes this morning, if you want to know, here's a battle plan. Here's a way that we can fight off the distractions. Number one is fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes. Fix your eyes. He is the one who saved you. He is the one who, the, the text says that he is the pioneer, the author, the very, the person who initiated your faith. Fix your eyes on him. See, when you look, when you look up and you see Christ for who he is, then it's very difficult for you to look around and be distracted. Fix your eyes this morning. There, there's a study that's been done about, um, about how our brain processes the things that we see. In, in fact, you can only uh, really, I know there's people in this room who say, hey, I'm a multitasker, I can do a lot of things all at one time. That may be true, but you can only fix your eyes on one thing at a time. You, you can't be looking in multiple directions and you can't, you can't see everything all at once. You can only concentrate and fix your eyes on one thing. So when you fix your eyes on Jesus, it's like the old, the old hymn said, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Fix your eyes. Turn away from the things that are distracting you and just concentrate on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. When you're tempted to be distracted, would you just go back to the reality that Jesus, he began this work in my life. That from the very foundations of the world, he knew me. That before I was ever made, Psalm 139, before I was ever, ever a part of this world, God knew me, he formed me in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Before there's ever a word on my tongue, he knows it already. Would you just fix your eyes on him, the author 
but not just the author, the originator, the one who began it in you, but the perfecter of your faith. That he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. That he is perfecting you. You'll never reach perfection, but you can take a step toward it in this process that we would call in church sanctification, where God is making you more and more like Jesus. The perfecter of your faith. That when the distraction of condemnation comes your way, look at how much you failed, look at how much you struggled, look at, you can never, that you would stand and say, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Fix your eyes above the distractions and on Jesus. Fix your eyes. But number two, trying to give you a a process, follow the cross. Not only fix your eyes, but follow the cross. The text says that Jesus, he he despised for the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down. At the right hand of God. Whenever distractions come your way. Fix your eyes but follow the cross. Think about how Jesus gave himself willingly for you. Do you realize this morning that no one murdered Jesus. But rather he willingly laid himself down. No one took his life. But he freely gave it. And when distractions were all around him. When when there were when, when he was greatly tempted, he was able to say, not my will, but your will be done. When, when, when it would have been so simple for him to speak a word, and, and all of history would have changed because he could have changed the world with the very word. And yet he chose, not himself, but the glory and honor of his Father. Would you follow the cross this morning? Would you see that that Jesus, He took your punishment. He took your sin. That He knew, He even knew the mess that you would make of your life today. He knew that what you would struggle with last week. He knew um, the way that you would make the mistakes that you've made. And yet He still gave His life for you. Man, that's good news. That's great news. Because it goes beyond my performance to a place of relationship where I can follow the cross of Jesus Christ. That He marches forward and I follow Him. That wherever He leads me, I will go. And I follow the cross. Fix your eyes. Follow the cross. But finally, very last one, focus your faith. Focus your faith. I tried to make these as simple as I can for you this morning. For freedom, fellowship, fix your eyes, follow the cross, focus your faith. Focus your faith. And and listen, here it is, right here. Focus your faith. It says that Jesus, I mean, just think of it. The pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning his shame. Here it is. 
and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do do you realize that your faith, although it is developing, that, that your position in Christ, although you act a certain way and do certain things that are not pleasing to God, and you do have distractions, even in that, there's a position where you are made complete in Him, and you are, it's the already not yet. Like that you are holy, even though you may not act holy. Why? Because your faith in Jesus, who when He gave His life on the cross, then ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, a place of finality, a place of completeness, a place of He's already He's already defeated sin in your life. Although you still live in it, although you still struggle with it, and distractions are all around, would you focus your faith to the fact that He is sovereign and ruling, and you are made perfect in Him? Man, I know it's hard for you to get with this morning when you struggle to see that, man, I'm no longer a sinner saved by grace, but I'm now a saint that occasionally sins. But, but, but I need you to see it, that that's your position in Christ. That you are made complete and whole in Him. Man, would you focus your faith on the fact that He is seated at the right hand of the throne of God? Um, if you were to walk into a, uh, a king's chambers, if you were to walk in and he's seated on the throne, when you walk into that room, the king does not stand for you, but rather you come and you show honor to him. He does not rise because you are in his courtroom, but rather you kneel because you show respect and honor. And so it is for us. Would you focus your faith this morning to see him for who he is? And you come and you kneel before him when the distractions are all around you and you just can't seem to get beyond it. Would you just come and kneel before him and focus your faith where it needs to be on Jesus, not on yourself, not on the struggles that you're having, but on him? Would you focus your faith in such a way to where you see that this is where it's so good, that now he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God? But good gracious, one day, he will not be seated any longer, but he will come again for his church. That he will step out of heaven, but this time not in the place of a servant, not in the place, but in all of his glory, in all of his splendor and majesty. And in that day, every knee will bow, And every time we'll confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Would you fix your faith, focus your faith on that day? Focus your faith when the distractions are all around you. Fix your eyes, follow the cross, and focus your faith. Now how do we do that? And I close with this. I think it's a very um, appropriate thing for us 
when, when we get to a place and we have these distractions and we're, we can self-identify what those are, whether they be good things that have caused you to, to just kind of slow down in your faith or whether they be very obvious sins for you that you're struggling with. Either case, either way, I think the response remains the same. And that is that we would throw those off through the gift of repentance that God has given to us. That we would turn away, the throwing off is the turning away from those and running the race that God has for us to Jesus. It's through a simple, simple step of repentance and belief in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you this morning in just a moment, the band's going to come and we're going to sing a few songs together. And I don't know what your standard um, way that you do things here. I don't know what that looks like. But I'm going to ask you this morning, don't, don't let this be a distraction to you as the band comes. But I'll, I'll, I don't know how you normally do it, but I'm just going to invite you that you would throw those things off through the gift of repentance. And you do that simply between you and God. You may decide that what you need to do is you just need to turn right where you're seated and kneel down and say, God, I need to throw these things off in my life. It may be that for you, there's an expression where you say, man, I just need to kind of come and kneel down and, and just kind of corporately express that, man, I'm throwing some stuff off today. It may be that you need to find a friend. You need to find somebody in this room that you know and trust that you could just lean toward and go, hey, will you pray with me about this? Because I need to get rid of some distractions in my life. You respond as God ultimately leads you. But please, I'm asking you, regardless of what it looks like for you, would you please choose today to throw it off? Choose today that you would no longer be bound, slowed down and hindered, but you will run the race that God has for you. Lord Jesus, I ask in this moment, this last little bit of time that we share together, that it won't just be an experience. It won't just be emotions. It wouldn't just be something that we hear about and then turn around and walk away from. But, Lord, that you would give us the grace to repent, to throw it off, Lord, to throw it off. Because repentance ultimately is not a negative thing. Lord, it's a beautiful thing that you still pursue us and you are still calling us. It's a bit of brokenness for sure in our life, but it is celebration. That we, though we are sinners, though we are distracted through a variety of things, we can run to you and we can trust you. Lord, may there be a great time of celebration all over this room this morning because we run away from our distractions and we run completely and wholly to you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.